Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne Beaudry Larocque, and today's date is November 7, 2023. And I am going to be interviewing a good friend of mine, Carmen Martorella. She is known as a an artist, very talented artist. And I'd like to know a little bit about Carmen's background. Uh, and then we'll talk about her art and her new gallery that she just opened up in the city of Greater Sudbury. So hello, Carmen. Hi, Joanne. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Nice to be here thank chatting with you. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. And thank you for being part of my podcast. So let's start off with the beginning. Okay. <laughs> let's start off with your parents. When did your parents first come to Canada? About what year? Uh, they came in 1958. My dad worked for Inco. And then he went back to Italy to find a bride. They got <laughs> married. They had a huge wedding uh, in their village. Like? <laughs> oh, it was the whole time. It was like a procession of, um, they had a, a big wedding in the church. And then uh, everyone walked along the street. It looked like it was the whole village that was following oh, them. Goodness. We have some amazing uh, photographs of that. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. It was, so uh, he was working as a miner in the Sudbury area, which is yes. also known. It Sudbury is known as the nickel capital of the world, and there were thousands. I think forty thousand men that were working here in the thirties and forties. I I believe. So your dad yes, was one of those miners. At one time, yes. So exactly. then he went back to his home country of Italy to meet and marry his bride and then bring her back to yes to Sudbury exactly so and then, uh, was it a, an arranged marriage did they know um, each other in school or? well the families <laughs> knew each other and yeah it, it was an arranged marriage it was um they met and I guess they liked each other so they, she had <laughs> my mother had to approve <laughs> so it was kind of arranged but she um yeah she was uh, it it was planned that way. <laughs> wow! So they had so. A, a big medi, a big wedding, and in the whole village of what was the village? Bomba, Bomba, yeah. And where is Bomba? Bomba is the in the Abruzzo region in Italy, which is um, south uh, southeast of Rome. It's about two, uh, two, three hours, three hours southeast of Rome, and it's near the Adriatic coast, which is about twenty minutes away. Oh, okay. Yeah, Have you been beautiful. to Bomba? Yes, I've been there several times, and I just went in September with my husband, and we were um, we traveled around the Adriatic coast and the Abruzzo region, and Rome, and it was just beautiful. I never really got to discover that area, mm -hmm. and it was really interesting. Took a lot of photographs and did some painting there. Uh, it was it was really nice. Something about your grandparents having their home that's still there in in Bom Yes, Bomba? actually, it's uh, it, it's still in the family now. My parent, my grandparents passed away. It's about ten years now, and um, their home was always managed by my uncle, but he he passed away about four years ago. Mm. So then it was for sale, and um, so my my daughter. And her boyfriend decided to buy it. That's wonderful. <laughs> so so now, they're keeping the home in the family. They're keeping the home in the family. So, you, yes, Dan and I stay. went, my husband and I, and we stayed there. We 
we did a little bit of cleanup and painting and uh, you know oh. organizing. So and so in the fifties, your your dad leaves his position, his job here briefly, to go back to Italy to find his meet and marry his bride. Then that's your beautiful mother. She is very beautiful. That's where you get your Thank looks you. from. <laughs> your you. beautiful looks from. And then he brings her back to Sudbury. What was that like? Because back then, Sudbury was known as a very barren town because a lot of the trees had burned away. The soil had burned away from mm. the smeltering, I believe, that was going on with the underground mining and above ground mining. So what was that like for your mother leaving a beautiful yeah. country like Italy to come to Sudbury with her well, new husband? Yes, yeah, that, I asked her that too because I think I would have been so depressed but, uh, <laughs> coming from a beautiful place like Italy to uh, Sudbury in the winter and they oh my gosh. they lived in a boarding house on Fruit Road. Oh, for, I know where Fruit Road three, is. Three children and oh, it was, but she was very positive, my mom, and she's always been positive and uh, very religious and she met a lot of the Italian community there was a lot of the Ukrainian community and Fruit Road so she uh, she got to become friends with a lot of people and so that's what made her yeah happy that's and, great yeah, so she had so three children in an in a boarding house yes with it was father. yes one, you were one of them <laughs> owned by a russian man we called him uncle mike he was <laughs> such a great guy oh that's wonderful <laughs> and uh but then after when there were the three of us they i guess they decided yeah it's time to move out and so they decided to look for home and that's when they found their home on baker street and yeah. they did a lot of renovations and and um that became that, their home in that Sudbury. became their home forever now my mom's still there she's 87 years old and uh wow yeah. and she's still living on her own yeah still the, living on her own the one thing is... i remember about your mother i used to work at the Sudbury star for about a year or so as a salesperson in in my area to sell ads to where the downtown market and i remember uh going to her store your mother ran and operated a store and i believe i did I was also a model, so I modeled, I think, one of the gowns from your mother's store, but I, I can't mm. remember. It was a big fashion show we did at the Sudbury Arena. But how did your mother end up owning a fabric store in Sudbury? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, she did a lot of fashion shows, and yeah, it was called Gina's Fashion Fabrics and Dressmaking. So, so Gina's, they had Gina's, Gina's fashion, fashion Fabrics and Dressmaking. I'm sure a lot of people so, in our audience from this area might remember her store. Oh, yes, yes. And she, um, they designed the most beautiful wedding gowns and bridesmaid dresses, mother of the bride's dresses. And so she had that experience. And also, um, prior to that, she was teaching sewing at Sudbury Secondary School. Oh, I didn't and know And another, that. and high school... I believe it was a Confederation High out okay. here in Valcaren. So she had that experience. Yeah. And I guess the uh, the fabric store was for sale. It used to be owned by Schwartz. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. You were no, school. Okay. I, we only moved to so, the Sudbury area in 1973. And I guess that was my mom's dream. Her goal. Really? Yeah, she was a wonderful seamstress. She never went to the School of Design, but she learned. She was self-taught. And so that was her dream, and she loved fabrics. Like, that was to her, was, like, um, 
just like, gold like for paintings her. to me. <laughs> oh, like paintings yeah. to you. So I was just Didn't like, she oh. and your father drive all the way to Toronto, which is a good four hours or so, <clears throat> so she could buy fabrics. What was that like for your yes. father? Did he just sit in the car and wait for his my, wife to buy? Yes, my father was a very patient man. And he would take her on uh, buying trips, shopping trips. And uh, we would get to go at, at times too, which was really fun. And in those days, they even had like international shows, fabric shows at the airport and convention center. And we would just have a wonderful time oh with my, my mom. So she'd yeah, bring her so, three daughters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, and, That's uh, so nice. She would buy up a storm of all these beautiful fabrics. And it was just, yeah, it was fun. It was exciting times then. Did you help um, her in, in her store? Were you old I enough? did. Uh, yeah, I worked in her store. I helped her um, with the um, the organizing, the bookkeeping Oh, uh, wow. different, yeah. So that was my field. So I, I, I went into accounting. Um, so that was during my high school years. And I would always tell her, Mom, you're spending too much money on advertising and on fabric. <laughs> that probably cut into my income yeah. at the Sudbury Star Carmen. Probably. <laughs> so whatever she but made. But if you don't advertise, a, no one knows that's about right. your store. So that's why advertising is so important. Exactly. <laughs> whatever she made as profit would go right back into buying inventory. More inventory and more advertising. <laughs> she was quite the business lady and ahead of her time. Yes, she really. was. She was. And yeah. my, my dad... Um, you know, yeah, how he was, was your dad typical, with all of this? He was a minor, and then he, his wife was I think was he encouraged this. her, and he was proud of her. Uh, my dad didn't say too much, but he he was proud of the fact that she owned a business and she was doing that. Um, she also did alterations at home, and so she it was kind of like a branched out into from when she had a lot of customers coming at home to getting alterations done. Mm-hmm. Then it was the location there, so yeah. it was the next step. Okay. So he was good with that. Yeah. Did he make homemade wine, your father? Oh, yes, he did. He yeah. loved his wine. And did he, he made... grow his own grapes? Or... Uh, no, no, he bought grapes. He, he did grow grapes, the the Concord grapes, but yeah. he didn't use that for the wine. He used a, another type of grape, the Zifandel. Okay. Grape. And um, he made yeah, delicious red wine. Did so, you help him with that? Uh, no, unfortunately, I did not learn how to make wine. <laughs> There's so much I could have learned from my dad, but I no, I didn't. Uh, did was, he speak English fluently, even though they're um, both from Italy? He he spoke well enough to get by. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Eventually, he did. What was um, his job? And he worked for Inco back then. Yes, he worked at Stoby Mine. This and, would be uh, in the late fifties, sixties, and seventies. That's actually. right. Yeah. yeah. And he did various jobs, like with the trains. He was uh, um, involved with the scoop trams and different things like that. Yeah. And then you went to school uh, downtown Sudbury. Your parents lived downtown Sudbury. So you went to Sudbury Secondary. What was fascinating to me, you not only learned English, you learned Italian, and you also learned French. So how did Mm -hmm. that come into play? Well, we were living close to uh, St. Louis Gonzague. And I know a lot of people my age would remember that school yes. and in the French community because it was well known and it was run by the Catholic, uh, the nuns. And um, yeah, so she, my mom, uh, again, in her advanced thinking, thought it was important that we learn French that at the same amazing. time. That's amazing. That's amazing. And at, at that time, there were no uh, requirements that one of the parents had to be 
French or Francophone. It, she, we were allowed, she just put us in there and we were allowed to go. So was and this so we, like a nighttime class or a Saturday class or? Uh, the French school? Yeah. No, this was our grade school. Grade school. Oh, you yeah, went to grade we, school in we a went completely from French school. Grade one to grade eight. So. Oh my goodness, but, in, a, in a French school. Yes. And, and then uh, how did you learn Italian by hearing your parents uh, talk? Italians, we, uh, yeah, we spoke Italian at home. So I, I really, I mean, I'm so glad I learned Italian and still use it. When I went to Italy just in September, Yeah. I managed, I got by and uh, yeah. you improve every day. English, you pick it up with your friends. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so but I had a lot of friends on the street that were all French speaking. So, oh. so it was easy to pick up, to learn French too. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And, and Sudbury back then was very almost half half, half English, half French, but yes. also with the Italian, Ukrainian, the Greeks, the, you know, right. different one, different ethnic uh, backgrounds. So it yes. was a very interesting and still is a multicultural city where we seem to applaud all different backgrounds but right. it's great that you're that you learn three different languages growing up in Sudbury did you go to the Borgia market no I don't remember that no I never did the fish um, market the, mm -hmm. all of that whole area no, no. Yeah, that was a interesting history of of downtown Sudbury they called it the Borgia market and there was like a, one or two hotels on every block a lot of rooming homes uh uh, so Friday night would be filled up with all different tradespeople, like the lumberjacks from the, you know, Sturgeon Falls field area. A lot of fights would break out, a lot of prostitution. Wow. There was oh, okay. brothels and wow. all of that. But the whole Borgia market was known for downtown Sudbury. And then they decided there was so much crime. It was like one of the top crime criminal areas in all of Canada the Borgia mm. Market downtown. Wow. So they completely demolished that whole area, displaced a lot of families, a lot of French-Canadian families. Wow. And then they built what is now called the city centre. Yes, I remember when they were building the city centre. I believe that so was that in was, the uh, 70s, I think. Um, yeah, before I, guess, that, I, I guess so. Because I was born in 60, so um, 1960. So that, yeah, I don't, I just remember the city centre going up. Yeah, and they had the yeah market. they had displaced yeah. all these uh, mm -hmm. businesses mm -hmm. and uh, theaters and hotels and brothels as well. Wow, all part of the Borgia market. So with mm -hmm. your mother's store downtown, it was off Elgin, I believe, or on yes, Elgin. Yes, hers was off Elgin near the Grand Theater, mm -hmm. like very beside the Grand Theater. So yeah, mm -hmm. so that used to be Schwartz fabrics did you learn how to cook italian meals carmen uh yes i did and i have i even have a pasta machine <laughs> oh my goodness so, so you make pasta from but, scratch uh, yes yes and how I do you do how do you quickly and, make a pasta from scratch um, actually it's just easy it's three ingredients eggs flour and salt and uh, That's I, it. Use, uh, I think i can handle that <laughs> i use the uh, food processor to to make the uh, the dough into a ball and then uh, you go from there and you have the machine to, uh, I have the hand machine, but now of course they have, everything's automated. You can get whatever you want. That's great. Um, yeah. So, so you used to help your mother bake homemade pasta? Yeah, and I still do around Christmas time. We make lasagnas, we make uh, meatballs. Yeah. I actually had a video 
a series, a YouTube channel. Of I her, remember that. Yeah, uh, Gina's Cucina. Gina's Cucina. It's on YouTube, folks. Yeah, it's on YouTube under my name. And uh, yeah, she did so many of her favorite recipes and I was interviewing her and she was so, I was learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. And now I have the recipes are all indicated there. Mm-hmm. But she does it so naturally that uh, I just am still yeah, she, amazed. She's 87. She's still making lasagnas oh for people gosh, and entertaining amazing. people. And <laughs> She's had us over for dinner, my husband and I, to your, to your mother's place. And the food, her homemade pizzas are amazing. Mm-hmm. Lasagna. I've had your meatballs. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's been asked if she could if she wants to sell her lasagna but she said no she doesn't want to do that because then it'll it'll make her too nervous and she's afraid she won't make you know make it well cook for at the crusoe club which is the italian club Um, and there's also the Coppercliffe italian club i believe yeah she was a member of the ladies auxiliary and they used to make uh, cross and stuff for fundraisers and cross is a dessert it's a yeah it's a flaky flaky italian dessert so actually i was the member for i think not a couple of years and i also went to help and see how cross were made and uh, yeah, doesn't she sing for the Caruso Club as yes, well? Yes, she's still now a member of the uh, Caruso Club choir. That's so great. She, yeah, so she looks. She's looking forward to the winter, the Christmas season, where yes. they sing at a lot of seniors' residences and Christmas events. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So oh yeah, you have a rich background with the Italian and French and an yeah. English background. So you went to school, a French school, elementary, and then you went to where for high school, Sudbury Secondary. After that, yes, my uh, sisters went. Ended up going to um, where they went, Notre Dame College, um, but I went to Sudbury Secondary. And what did you study there? General arts or? Yeah, in grade nine, yeah, I was really interested in the arts program. So they they had a specialized arts program Mm -hmm. that would take you through to the four years. I I was in the general four year program. And what did you what Um, did you learn in that? So I learned I had classes, photography classes. Potter with Mr. Smith. I don't know if anybody would know Mr. Smith. Oh, everybody you never know. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I had fine arts classes. I had pottery classes, um, different mediums and fine arts. I had uh, watercolor, acrylic. Um, so was that your first foray into becoming an artist? Did it yes. sort of like, oh, and, this is fun, make um, you feel that in, way? In grade school, I really enjoyed coloring and drawing and painting. I may still have a sketchbook lying around somewhere. <laughs> but um, I think it, it just excelled, excelled in, in high school. And I studied art history. We I remember we had to do a project on the I did a project on Egyptian art, and I still have I still have all my drawings and paintings. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I it I really enjoyed it, and then I also took academic programs in the advanced level, um, uh, with taking accounting and typing, also different things. But the arts was my favorite. Yeah. Your favorite, but then after high school, what did you do? 
after high school, then <laughs> I took a detour and I went into accounting and worked for taxation. <laughs> I went to uh, Cambrian College for the business program, mm -hmm. but they also had back then optional uh, arts arts uh, courses. So I had a minor in the arts there also. Okay, so you, you never left program. the arts at all. No, and that and I always took art classes, workshops with various artists in Sudbury, like great artists, Sue Lampinen, oh, yes. Ivan Wheel, um, um, different different artists that would come into town because I'm also a member of the Sudbury Art Club and we would bring in some really great uh, artists from various locations. So mm -hmm. I would uh, paint with them. So I always had my hands in the arts, mm -hmm. but I I also had my hands in... In, with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and so then after college, you worked as an accountant? With after college, yeah, I moved to Toronto. I worked, oh. yeah, I started. In, Why Toronto? Um, Away I don't know, I, for some reason, I never wanted to stay in Sudbury. <laughs> Isn't that funny? A lot of people have left I, yeah. Sudbury, but they end up coming back. That's and right. And that's what from I the did. 70s. They... So I worked for a photography company. Mm -hmm. And um, in the accounts payable, they were, um, that didn't last too long. They were near bankruptcy. <laughs> oh my goodness. So after, uh, after I was in Toronto for about a year, the taxation center had opened. Mm -hmm. So I saw there were a lot of people being hired. So I applied and I got back in and I got into the taxation center as a part-time mm -hmm. And then I kept applying for jobs. Then I got a permanent position. Okay, so and that was your stable income. That was it. Yeah, that was my stable income. <laughs> Until so, you yeah, retired. A little more stable than in the arts. But then you, you did get married and then yes. uh, remarried again yes. uh, to Dan, your current husband. You have one daughter. She's yes. a doctor. Yes. Very proud of her. Very beautiful daughter. Uh, yes. She takes her looks Thank from you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of her also. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Melissa's a doctor. Mm -hmm. and uh, But then... While you were working at the Sudbury Taxation Centre, Revenue Canada, mm -hmm. for the Government of Canada, you continued your your first passion, which was art. Yes. So let's talk, and you recently opened up your own gallery, yes. which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. I was there this weekend, and uh, she featured another artist that was there. But uh, her gallery features and highlights, and it's like walking into Le Louvre in, in <laughs> Paris. You see art hanging from the wall, like three or four paintings. It's just beautiful. I'm so proud Thanks, of you. Thanks, Joanne. Yeah, yeah I really you. am. So yeah. what? let's talk about your art. And first of all, before we, we're going to mention this again, but how can people contact you if they want you to pay you, which is called commission? They want to commission you to do a, a painting for them. Let's say mm -hmm. if they have a beautiful living room and they say, I really want someone like Carmen to paint something for me for my living room or dining room or whatever, that they could contact you. So let's talk about that first, and then we'll get back into your career okay. as an artist. How yeah. can people contact you? If they are somewhere in Europe or somewhere in this, I, my audience is, is worldwide now, how okay. can someone contact Carmen Martirella? Okay, there's a few ways to contact me. Um, you can go online on my website, which is Art and Soul by Carmen Martorella. And how do you spell Martorella? M-A-R-T-O-R-E-L-L-A. Um, 
like Marto, R-E-L-L-A. Okay. And Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N. And that's one way you'll find me there under Just... Art Art and Soul okay. by Carmen Martorella. That's on Facebook? That's on, uh, no, just go on to Google and you'll find that and you'll find my website. Okay. So on my website, it, you could, there's a place to message me. And also you will find me on Facebook under um, my name, Carmen and Art and Soul. And you'll find me on Instagram under Carmen Martorella. And you can contact me uh, via email at carmenartist13 at gmail.com. Okay. That's probably the easiest thing to remember. Okay. <laughs> and so if, if they commission 13. you to do a painting, you're looking at about maybe 500 and up or 250 and up or whatever. Uh, Canadian yeah, dollars. It depends yeah, on the piece. It depends on the piece, the size, the medium, the... It, it's so hard to say, like, a yeah. specific... It's negotiable. Uh, negotiable. Right. And then is that shipping or without shipping or... Uh, framed yeah, or not framed. framed. not framed. A size of canvas, uh, yeah. type of canvas. Uh, there's okay. so much. So that's why I would really have to be a one-on-one discussion yeah. with the customer. Right. And see so what let's needs talk... Are. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. So now we know, uh, and we'll talk about that again at the end of the podcast, but let's uh, let's talk about... You continuing like you did, uh, like you just started initially about you never left the field of art. So it is your true passion. Mm-hmm. Why paint? Why are you an artist, first of all? Why why this creative outlet for you? My husband's a singer. Mm-hmm. I'm a photographer. Our daughter's a singer. Uh so that's our passion, what mm-hmm. we like. I like talking to people. Uh, so, but why for you, art? Mm-hmm. What what drives you to want to take that paintbrush and start painting? Right. Well, art art touches my soul, and I guess I've always been a visual person. And when I see something, I am just mesmerized by it, and I just want to pick up my paintbrush and go at it <laughs> because it really inspires me. And I guess it's always been in me um, as a child, and it's just a way of me expressing myself and bringing joy to others through my art. And now I'm also teaching, so I bring joy through my teachings. And I, I really feel I have God-given talent, so you do. I want. Oh, you thank really you. Do. I'm so proud <laughs> so of you. So I want to pursue it. And thank God for that and just give more, give my best to to the community and to the people who appreciate and enjoy my art and who want to learn. Because I always feel learning is important. I share I share what I know and I love to share. So, so you're not a reclusive artist that locks herself uh, away and then paints and then sells her art. You no. want to share your gift, right? your talent with others, which I think is very commendable. Actually, you're kind of following in your mother's footsteps. Yes, exactly. She painted as she yeah. taught how yeah. to be a sewer, a seamstress, and you're teaching people how to paint. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you have that gift of also sharing your yes, knowledge you. and mm-hmm. your talent. But so when you see, let's say, a beautiful basket of fruit <clears throat> on the table, how do you start that? And what makes you decide, should I go with acrylic? Should I go with multimedia? 
which is different uh, kind of art forms, and or watercolor, or just charcoal painting. What makes you decide mm -hmm. how you should paint that bowl of fruit on a table, let's say? So it depends how, when I see it, and I see where's the source of the light coming from, how, how rich and deep are the colors? Or is it just like a transparent um, type feeling? Is it, uh, whereas if it's more transparent, I would use uh, watercolor, but if it's vivid and rich in color, I would tend to go with an oil. And um, I, I just, it, it just speaks to me. When I see something, a painting or a still life, it'll speak to me and say, okay, that's a watercolor. <laughs> okay, that's an acrylic, that's an oil. But uh, I find now, in as I progress, I've done watercolor for years and I love to teach it and that, but I wanna go into uh, oils. I've been painting in oils for the past year and learning, I'm learning a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding um, it's very, I love to paint with oils because it's very smooth and it's opaque and the colors are bright and vivid. Um, it's got some challenges, like the longer drying process and everything. But mm -hmm. if you look at a painting in oil, I feel there's the richness is there more than, like I've done still life in the lemons mm -hmm. or a, a grizzly bear. And I really thought that was some of my best work in oils. In oils. Yes. So then you're, are you finding you're going to be <clears throat> steering more in that direction? Yes. As you as you become more of a That's what I had, and actually I'm doing a commission now, this uh, customer, this great customer of mine. Who's, uh, <laughs> you have he's your now, fans. Uh, yeah, he's sold, he's purchased uh, over 15 pieces now. Oh my goodness. Actually, he's I want to do a private uh, viewing of his private collection sometime at my gallery, because wow. it's, uh, he's always inspired me and challenged me to be better and do yeah. different things venture out of my so he owns 15 comfort. of your pieces yes yes my goodness i have about so, five of your pieces okay. <laughs> i think i so, have to count yeah. <laughs> so he wants um a, it's a painting of tom thompson a red maple and um tom thompson was known a, as a, the group of seven group, uh yeah well and, renowned uh, group of seven they called they were artists that mainly painted in the Muskoka area which yes. is sort of the central Algonquin, of Ontario. Muskoka. Yes. Mm -hmm. They went to Agawak uh, Canyon, Sault Ste. Marie um, but it's it's rich in oils like his his paintings are all oils. And so so your, your fan, one yes. of your super fans, yes. <laughs> has commissioned you to do a, a similar artist piece of similar to what Tom Thompson did. Yes. And yes, you see exactly. a statue of Tom Thompson in the town of Huntsville. Mm -hmm. I remember taking pictures of, of that statue and I'm thinking, wow, we have some great Canadian artists. Speaking yes. of artists on the whole from history and current, who are the top artists that you really admire? Was it mm. like Picasso Van Gogh or Emily Carr from Vancouver area um, or the group of uh, seven yeah or do you have sort of like not really one but you just like so many i guess i like so many i'm really inspired by the impressionist artists like monet claude monet oh i love his work his work is just so soft and smooth and his lily so, pads yes the lily pads oh my goodness and i've been to many galleries i've been to the galleries in new york the moma the louvre um musee d'orsay in, in paris uh, different galleries and 
in Italy, in Venice, and I'm I'm so mesmerized when I see the um, the Monet paintings. Oh and yes. I, so it's soft yeah. flowing, and that's kind of my style. But then also I'm influenced by the uh, group of seven <laughs> with the vivid colors and those the oils trees. and those trees. Yeah, and, uh, Muskoka trees, so, the wind yeah. blowing Muskoka trees. So like every year, um, I've been going for a few years now to a camp, an art camp for kids. It's, mm -hmm. uh, that's what it is, basically. <laughs> it's a week long where you have gourmet food and you oh, have, uh, but it's, yeah, art camp for adults. It's not kid food. It's not craft <laughs> dinner. It's like they have, they bring in a really good chef. And you paint like intensely for a whole week and oh you go a plein air painting. And we plein go air. visit the galleries there in Algonquin and the visitor center. And, and it's all oils and it's where uh, the group of seven used to paint. Oh so my I'm goodness. very uh, influenced by that. So, so what, it's a week long, almost every year you do this now? Yes, in October. You, so you meet and, with other artists? And yes. It's a, what is this and called? It's, a, it's called... A, Camp Tanamakoon, uh, oh, yes. adult artist, and there's a, um, uh, I would say he's a master uh, artist, uh, Dwayne Hardy. I Dwayne don't know. Hardy is, no. yeah, he's from uh, the U.S. Uh, he paints a lot of the animals, bisons, and that reminds and, me of Robert Bateman. I I met him one oh, time yes, in Barrie, yeah, yeah. and he's not only a photographer but also an artist of of wild animals. Oh yes, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're so but, inspiring. And yeah, he does uh, he does dioramas for museums, like for the Rome. What is that? Oh, you know where you have the okay in the forefront, you'll have the stuffed stuffed wolf or what whatever. In the background, they, there's an artist that had oh. painted that. Yeah, it's called a diorama. Yeah, diorama. So, yes, I have never diorama. Heard of that. I just always thought and, the scenes were so beautiful. Oh, so he was commissioned by in Calgary, the um, museum in Calgary, to do a whole, all the dioramas. If you ever go to the Algonquin Center, yes, all those I've are dioramas there. done by Dwayne Hardy. Okay, yeah, he's definitely a uh, master. Uh, in his field. So, yes, I've seen pictures of you at that camp mm -hmm. on your Facebook, but I didn't know that much about the, the mm -hmm. master artist that, say, mm -hmm. that was there. So, yes. why? So, let's talk about the different kinds of art that you've done. Okay. You're, you're trying to veer more into oils eventually, let's say, but I was always fascinated by your multimedia, your abstract art. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your watercolors. And then, by the way, folks, Carmen does amazing uh, greeting cards mm -hmm. and bookmarks. So, and <laughs> uh, your, you. your, your greeting cards you. are so beautiful. I don't give them. Oh. <laughs> I just <laughs> keep <you>. them. <laughs> They're all still in their cellophane. Oh, thanks, but Joy. your bookmarks I have on my nightstand. So, mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, mm -hmm. let's talk about why also do you dabble in abstract or why challenge yourself with multimedia um i guess i don't know if all artists do this but when we see new products or new uh something out there i'm inspired to try it to to learn more so i do like it's really hard for me to branch into one area but eventually <laughs> i have to because do you have uh, to well, really <laughs> i'll just uh spread myself out too thin and then i'll i'll just yeah i don't know i won't I won't master the one that I really want to focus on. Okay. Uh, so I want to get 
the, to be the best at that. Right. Because I do like abstract. I like working with mixed media, like recycled products. and I love that idea. Like that. So, yeah. If you want um, recycled products, I have lots in my oh, blue box. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're yeah, big I, use the, I use corrugated board. I use... Actually, I've I've just submitted three paintings, four paintings for the GNO, uh, Galerie du Nouvel Ontario. Every year they have a uh, a showing, and uh, they sell the paintings this year for two hundred and twenty five dollars, Canadian. Which, uh, Canadian. Yeah. Yes. So I've submitted three, and um, the so the the artist gets. Is it 150 and the difference, the $75 goes towards supporting the GNO. Okay, so, so this is the yeah. French art so, uh, area. Yes, you know, the, the Place des Arts yes. in Sudbury. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's their fundraiser. And I have uh, speaking, like I have some paintings with corrugated board and some branches that I picked up outside and painted them and some people so, use stainless steel wool oh yes yes <laughs> I've seen that that's uh, all kinds copper of stuff. like the copper bra- uh, stainless steel the copper yes. um, yeah sponges that yeah, you just take screens. apart screens yeah. everything everything and then they paint over so, it and they're yes. recycling at the same yeah. time and people pay big bucks for that and then just uh, recently <laughs> i've started working with resin resin coating on I paintings i love that yeah oh, especially you. on your northern lights oh yeah paintings. So, they are just that resin just kind of brings it out and it's thank shiny. you I yes just love that and there's I have a yet process. to own a piece like oh. that. <laughs> it's a learning process. It's a learning curve. Okay. Going up near Moosonee, yeah. which is northern Ontario. Uh-huh. Uh, we've seen the northern lights almost mm. nightly. You're so if lucky. It was, it's on my if it was a clear list. night, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, we have northern lights that we see the Aurea Borealis here in the, the Sudbury area, but not as much as what I grew up with. And when mm-hmm. I see that, it reminds me of oh, that yes. area. We lived in Abitibi Canyon, mm-hmm. which is also called Fraserdale. So then, so now why watercolor? Why, um, why would you also uh, paint in using watercolor? Uh, I don't know why I started with watercolor. I guess my first class, I started taking classes with Sue Lampinen, and mm-hmm. that's when she did watercolors. And I find it's soft and it's uh, it's not heavy to carry. It's just right. a little small palette. And actually, when I travel, that's what I use is watercolor. Oh, it's very okay. portable. You need a couple of brushes, a small palette. Um, so that's uh, maybe that's one of the reasons because acrylics and oil, it's messy. You need lots. You know, you need uh, a stand. You need. Um, but would you say the majority easel. of your paints painting is with acrylic, though? Uh, I find a lot of the paintings I own of yours are are acrylic. I, I find, yeah, other I than have, the cards being watercolor. I have color. been painting a lot of acrylics in the past lately, and actually, when I go to Florida, because I I'm a snowbird, so in the Florida I, I go to Florida in the winter time. That's what and, we call us Canadians <laughs> that go to Florida. Oh yes, in the, in the winter snowbird. we call ourselves Canadian yeah. <laughs> snowbirds. That's right. So Carmen owns a condo so. in Florida, and that's where she, you can find her in the winter. Right, and, and you still keep on painting. Keep on painting, and we have a community center. So I offer my services for free. I paint with the seniors there. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've done classes again in watercolor because it's easier, more portable, yeah. uh, lighter paper, not these huge canvases, but I've also done paint nights there in yeah. acrylic. So, um, and how would I you find students? I, they're, 
When I was young, I always thought artists were snobby, uh, nose up in the air, and then I, you feel intimidated sometimes when you go to a gallery because if you're not an artist, you feel like, oh, they all look down upon you because you're just the layperson walking in. There is that bit of a stigma attached to really good artists that are out there. What would you say yes. about that when you have students coming in that might feel intimidated by suddenly now kind of immersing themselves into the art world? Mm-hmm. There is sort of that stigma attached to, let's say, if you go to the big, you know, the a big gallery in, right. in Toronto and New York. What would I you think, say to that, to well, people I that think, might feel intimidated by the whole artist yeah, world? I think it's... Uh, Take the time to get to know the artist individually mm-hmm. as a person and you'll start talking with them and you'll see, no, they're not snobby and they're not, you know, because yeah. I've met, I've met many like that too. And, uh, traveling all over and in, in wonderful places, wonderful galleries, uh, some of the curators are just really nice and the artists and some are not. Some have their nose <laughs> up in the air like that, out of joint. So um, just get to know the person and and the art. And they love to talk about, we as artists love to talk about our art. Like if someone asks, like, why, what inspired you to paint this? Why did you paint this? And yeah. Um, so I guess maybe there, yeah, there is that stigma for the few curators that... <laughs> mostly curators not artists (laughs) right exactly it's mostly curators would you say that you are more of a landscape artist or are do you do portraits uh, or wild animals or fruit in a basket kind of what kind what is your favorite type of art i really like landscape art and I've been doing more plein air, which is an outdoor painting of landscapes. Plein air is a, plein air a French is, term yes. for painting outside. Painting outside. In Italian, it's called alla prima. Alla which, prima. Yeah, it's, it's painting outdoor. Why would people want to endure being outside in the hot sun or the cold, yes. frigid cold well, winter air just to say, I have painted on plein air? Why would... Why would you put yourself through that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but because is it a challenge? Or? It's very challenging, and the light source changes all the time. But you learn so much more because oh, if you, I didn't know that. If you look at a photograph versus real life, the real life view will always be stronger and more magnificent and more like, for example, the Northern Lights. Okay. If you see it in a photograph. Even if it's a really good photograph by yeah. like a photographer like you, for yeah, instance, you. <laughs> versus uh, out outside painting that, like there's no compare. Like the yeah, real, there wouldn't be no, no no as as good as like photographers can be because a, an art artist piece would be more three or four dimensional. Would you say is that why? Yeah, comes I alive. I believe or? so. And you're out there, and that the, you see the actual colors. And that's what you're trying to capture. So, okay. And you learn so much more about the the nature, the color mixing, the depth, the composition, the everything uh, when you're outdoors. And so, I, I really didn't want to do it because it's a lot of work. <laughs> you have to take your your easel, and I bought myself a really fancy easel. And we're gonna uh, go to the washroom yeah, with the bears exactly, in Ontario. Exactly, and the mosquitoes and oh, everything. Yes. But uh, in the heat, or they very cold. Yeah, I I don't do it like some artists, like, um, you know, Christy Smith, my feature artist. She she went out 
365 days, That's even in the amazing. winter for minus 25 in the cold. But um, no, I, I just go in the summertime. <laughs> and actually, one of my projects I'm interested in doing, I'm not sure when I'll be starting this, but um, painting at every rainbow route in Sudbury. Oh, yes. I have the trail so, map if you want it. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. thank you. That yeah. would be great. Okay. Um, I painted at Langdon Park, which yep. was really nice. And, and in oils. Area. So I have, I oh. just bring a little 8 by 10 oils, you know, uh, canvas. And uh, bring my, and that's how I start. And where and, do you buy all your art supplies? You must spend thousands of dollars um, on art supplies. People don't realize the cost of the of the canvas, the cost of the paints, the paintbrush. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. And this, then people say, well, "Oh my God, it's so expensive!" But they, I, and the time involved. Right. And then you went to art school, didn't yes. you? Go to an art college for. I went to the Halliburton School of the Arts. Yes. For how many years did yeah. you? Um, a few a few summers, like not a not full time. Okay, yeah, so. but what does it cost to buy all of this art supply, and where do you buy it? Do you order well, online or? I used to uh, go to. I would I would love whenever I take a trip to Toronto, we would stop at the Curry's Art Supply Store in Barrie. Okay, that was really fun. It was <laughs> like going into a candy store, <laughs> and then my husband would patiently wait, <laughs> just like again. your dad did. Yeah, your mom. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that funny. I how see all these. Parallels. Yeah. And everything, like whatever I sell, goes back into paint supplies. Their supplies is the same thing as my mother. She would buy more fabric. But, but Dan so, doesn't say Carmen uh, rein oh, it in a little. He no, doesn't. No, no. He just lets you do carte blanche. That's, like, that's whatever right. You want. Right. So, so I really miss that store now. It closed. Um, you can buy. I buy online and. Uh, Michaels sometimes say you go yeah, to Michaels. Yeah, Michaels, but I mean, they're not the experts in, in art. There's a place at King's uh, Art Supply in Corbeil. In so Corbeil, you, yeah. You get to know little stores along the way. There's another mm. one that I may explore um, between Sudbury and Toronto. Um, so you has, buy canvas, you buy canvas. all the different kinds of paints, which is acrylic, watercolor, yes. oils. That's right. So we'll see, even if I stick to one medium then it'll eventually cost less. <laughs> but oil is more expensive than uh, most of them, I think. Like Do you ever worry about toxicity when you're painting oil? Um, yeah, oil? but they have a lot of odorless products now. Oh, good. And they have uh, water-soluble. That's another thing I, I could explore. I haven't explored that. But is that oil, oils. but it's water-soluble? or Yes, it's, it's water-soluble oil. Which, oh, uh, I've never heard yeah, of that. Okay. Yeah, different... Uh, I might explain. But it, it looks like it's like oil. Oh yeah, painting. it looks like oil. Oil yeah. painting. So. so you you really let's get back to the kind of art yeah. you like to do is uh landscape mm -hmm. and waterfalls. Your, yes. and ocean because yes. you is you, you summer you yes. winter in the summer the in too. Florida. Uh -huh. or I love whatever. The, painting the ocean waves and the ocean and yeah, because I've always loved I don't know if it's my Italian background that they're surrounded by the uh, the sea, the Adriatic coast on one side and the uh, the other sea on, uh, what is that, the Ionian? No, the Ionian is the south. Um, there's a sea on the other side too. Maybe and you have a message for your Italian friends in Italy that might hear this. Can you say a little greeting to your Italian Oh, sure, in, sure. In, in Italian? Please? Ciao a tutti quanti in Italia, cugino, cugina, zia, zio, 
È stato tanto bello di vedervi questo settembre e spero che ci vediamo ancora l'anno prossimo. Tanti baci e auguri! Wow! And how about for our, our francophone friends, um, some French oh, for our francophone okay. friends, uh, if you want to promote your, your latest art at the Gallery Nouvelle? Oh, yes. Ontario. Okay. Uh, salut à tout le monde. Um, je suis très fière d'avoir uh, sou sou soumettre quatre peintures à la GNO, qui l'exhibition commencera le 17 novembre. Alors, j'espère de vous voir là. Et puis, je pense que ça va être pour un mois. Et toutes les peintures sont 225 et 75 va à, au GNO, puis 150 va, va aux artistes. Alors, j'espère de vous voir. Merci. Well, I'm certainly going to start my Duolingo. <laughs> Try no. up my French at least. Don't ask me Spanish. I'm still learning. Oh, but I bet you're, you're pretty good because you, you've been to Miami and I, I'm sure you heard a lot of Spanish oh, yes. in Miami. in Florida which... too. It's a, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to touch base on is uh, why people should support uh, an artist like yourself or local artisans from their area? Why should people, instead of buying, let's say, a painting or a picture from, let's say, a large big box store, why should they try to seek out local galleries and buy art right. from a local artist? Well, I believe that original art is always much better than buying a piece of a print uh, that you pick up at any department store. Uh, first of all, the ones at the department store get faded really fast, and then people just leave them on their walls, and then... Um, because because they do but the i believe your home is a is an inspiration of yourself and in order for the home to bring you joy you have to be surrounded by nice things a lot of people like in home decor they spend a lot on the furniture on the paint color of the walls on the flooring on the uh, everything but they don't pay attention to detail on a um, painting an or original piece of art is um, not only does it support the artist it'll be an investment because that artist could grow and have like you may have an Ivan wheel that you bought 30 years ago yeah. when he was just a painter that's right and now that piece of art is worth a lot of money Thousands. Or you may have a group of seven that you bought at uh, a yard, yard sale, sale. Yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it's very important to support the arts and also as a community, um, the arts and culture is very important in in the community. Um, and you're encouraging and that artist to keep on painting. That's right. But you mm -hmm. never know. I have a, a postcard from Maud, Maudie Gray. Uh, oh, Maudie yes. Maud Monk, Lewis. Maud Lewis. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And she just painted <coughs> using some paints that her husband had that he used to paint fishing boats with mm -hmm. from Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. And her paintings are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Yes. And yeah. so you never know what you might find. I found that postcard uh, at a yard sale. I paid right. maybe $3 wow. for it. And yeah. I don't know how much it's worth now, but I have other pieces of art that I find at yard sales and whatever. But... It, I feel as a community member, it's important mm -hmm. to support mm -hmm. 
your local artists and, and search them out and visit their galleries. You're not obligated to buy, but, you know, why not? Right. You spend, yeah. you know, X amount of dollars on, let's say, your your sofa set mm-hmm. and your beautiful dining room set. Well, why not spend a few dollars on local artists' work? Right, because I agree with that. Because that, like that is their livelihood. It's like, yeah, you're supporting the artist and you don't want the art to die. You want you want artists to thrive or to at least, you know... Yeah, and uh, you see it every day. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it can bring you joy mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. a good, great conversation piece. Right. So um, again, how would people reach out to you, Carmen? Um, well, the, the best way is through... Um, carmenartist13 at gmail.com mm-hmm. that would be the easiest easiest to remember you don't have to spell my last name <laughs> <laughs> so and uh then we start from there and just tell me what your artistic uh needs are and i also have a website that if you join my website i have a monthly draw to win okay. a free painting oh that's so nice. because i like to spread the you know the and joy you ship of painting. anywhere uh, yes, I would ship anywhere. I had the people win from uh, the U.S., so I That's shipped good. the painting. And you um, have a gallery? I have a gallery. In Greater Sudbury. So, so how yes. is, uh, what is the address for the gallery? My address and times and is uh, 6 Baker Street, Sudbury, Ontario. And the hours are Monday, to, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, open from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so and you your Facebook uh, page again? The Art Facebook and Soul. Art and Soul, uh, Carmen Martorella. So. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. any last words on, on, again, why you love being an artist? And, and I'm sure you're proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. But not many people, let's say on their last days on mm-hmm. earth, they say, darn it, why didn't I do this? Right. So, yes. Are you truly fulfilled now in your field of art? And what drives you to be like paint every day almost? Well, yeah, I say I'm I'm doing it. That it's my passion, just like sewing was my my mom's passion and cooking. Mm -hmm. This is my passion. I really feel when I when I'm not painting, I feel down and depressed, and I feel like the imposter artist syndrome. Okay, (laughs) you know, like I'm an artist, but that would be me trying to paint. (laughs) Sunflowers. So, like, I, I'm just looking at this card, for instance. Uh, it's just beautiful, and I, I, I'm inspired to paint it. <laughs> so <laughs> everything I see, it. it's blue so, orchid. It's yeah, blue it's, it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. So that's what it is. I just find it's. I'm very passionate about art. So it and, comes uh, from your heart. Your comes soul comes from my soul, and that's why I called my uh, gallery art and soul. Mm-hmm. Because if it's something speaks to me, it speaks to my soul. And that's where my God-given talent comes through, yeah. and it shows in my art. So. And, and just as a final wrap-up on your, your background, are there artists that were in your background, like your grandparents or um, any other relatives? Like, where did this come from? Not that I know. Like, m- most of them, a lot of people are artists, but they don't even know it. They don't really? explore it. They may take it up in child when they're a child, yeah. and then they just um, drop it, and then and that's why they start doing lessons again. And say, hey, I'm not too bad, you know, I'm pretty yeah. talented with this, but yeah, I don't see. My dad used to do carvings, bird carvings. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. But he didn't do too many of them, and he, you know, didn't didn't continue. So, 
I guess you have to be passionate enough that you want to do something every day. Mm-hmm. And that's where where I get it. And, yeah. So you plan to do this for the rest of your life, obviously. Yes, it's it's a part of me. And uh, that's what, so any any investment in one of my pieces of art will only be worth more yeah. as the years go by. And She's... when I die, it'll be even worth even more. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, because it's I'm never gonna drop it. It's just inbred in me. It's part of me. And I bet your mom is proud of you. Yes, very proud of me. She's very excited about that, and she's she loves to come to the gallery and say hi when we have the uh, feature artists and the opening on Saturdays. Because I am open on Saturdays when I have the open house for the feature artists. Okay. And also December seventh, a second is the Sudbury Art Crawl. Oh yes. Which will be open too from ten. So she comes to visit and she <laughs> chats with everyone and she gets to see people that she hasn't seen for years. And Aww. so, it, yeah, it's a it's nice, nice social gathering have, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice when you have family that's proud of you. Right. Family and, or if you don't have, as the word family, good friends that are your chosen family. Right. That <laughs> are proud of you. And your daughter, does she draw or paint? Like- oh, yes. My daughter is, um, she's very talented. And she does a lot of different things. She's very uh, prolific and does abstract. Oh. And she's not afraid. Like she's, she bought two canvases the size of this table, which is probably uh, four feet by six feet. Yeah. And she's doing two big abstract paintings for her, her, um, living room oh. which she, she has really high ceilings. and she's doing abstract she's doing abstract yeah so she's following she, in her mother's footsteps yes just she's, starting. So she's very talented but she's also a carpenter she has a saw she oh, has she's a carpenter <laughs> she has besides being yeah. a medical doctor yes, right she's that's very talented yeah. that's wonderful yeah. and you have a supportive husband which makes all the difference yes, in the world yeah. and he actually inspired me to do this and he's always been my inspiration to uh yeah to go one step further. So, that's great yeah. when you have a supportive husband yes, or support yeah. anybody in exactly. your family. Well, that's so. great. So thank you so much, Carmen, oh, for doing this welcome. podcast with this me. This is very interesting. Yes, yeah, I, I enjoyed really, it a lot. Uh, that's that's great. I'm glad mm. to hear that. I hope yeah. I asked all the right questions. Oh, and, yes, you sure <laughs> and, did. Uh, and I hope our audience learns a lot about uh, what it's like to be an artist and uh and uh, learn about my friend Carmen Martorella. And uh, I think now, I think everybody knows how to get a hold of you, Carmen, if yeah. they want to commission you for a piece that they might want to have hanging in their in their house. I'm running out of wall space, but you know what? <laughs> if I, I have a couple of pieces of, of her art that I would like to own, so I'm sure I can move a few paintings around. <laughs> and that's one thing I learned about you is that, you know, You've hung this, let's say you have a piece of art on your wall, change it up. Yes, like it's like buying a dress. You wouldn't wear the same dress every day, would you? No. <laughs> so, so, so change you your go. walls. Yeah. Carmen is amazing at marketing herself. And there you go, folks. If you have that same tired piece of art on the wall that you have had in your bedroom wall or living room wall for the last 25, 30 years, Take it down, move it over, and hang up a new piece that you could maybe uh, contact Carmen about. So thanks again, Carmen, and to everyone out there, uh, enjoy your life, follow your passion, pick up a paintbrush, maybe start to, to draw or paint, or 
take a picture and go outside and and uh, try to find what your passion is. And for Carmen, she has found that art is her passion and she's very good at it. So thank you again, Carmen, for doing this podcast with me and everyone. And Carmen, have a wonderful day. And Thanks. You're very welcome, Joanne. This okay. was very enjoyable. And you too have a wonderful day. Okay. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.